Hey there, besties. My name is Elizabeth Shreve, or for some of you that know me, Liz. I am Jordan Shreve's sister-in-law. I'm married to his oldest brother, Jason. Unlike most of the family, I did not meet Eva Millard until Thanksgiving 2018. Her and Jordan were home from Arkansas after being told by Jordan's attorney, Chad Atwell, to go to Michigan to be with family. At that time, I had only heard stories about Eva, and honestly, they were not good. My mother-in-law, Deb Shreve, went down to Arkansas to help my father-in-law, Jim Shreve, get settled in with his move from the nursing home into Jordan and Eva's residence. Deb and I have a very close relationship. We talk almost daily, sometimes more than once a day. She had called me one afternoon a bit anxious sounding. She had been working remotely while staying down there and telling me how Eva had left Olivia in her high chair. She explained she came out of the room where she had been typing, and not knowing how long Olivia had been there, she realized it had been quite a while as Olivia had fallen asleep in her food. She expressed her concern to me that Eva wasn't even in the same room as Olivia. At the time, having a small child of my own and pregnant with another, I couldn't imagine the fear of knowing that my child could have choked on their food or fallen from the high chair. Eva left her in danger by going back to her room and going back to sleep. Although very frustrated with hearing this, I still gave her the benefit of the doubt as I know how exhausting it can be having a small child. As time went on, though, more red flags appeared, and it was hard for me to keep giving her chances. Now, keep in mind, these are not things I personally witnessed, but they were concerns from my family. Jason went down to Arkansas because Jim had fallen ill. During his time there, he had attended Maddie's birthday party. Eva was making waves even before going to the party, telling Jordan that he couldn't get pictures with Maddie and Pam, which was a tradition for them to get a picture on Maddie's birthday every year. Pam and Jordan co-parented very well over the years, and the pictures were so Maddie had something to look back on for years to come. He wasn't allowed to even speak to Pam in any way, or Eva would get angry. She always demanded his full attention, and when she didn't get it, she threw a fit, and it caused a huge fight between Pam and Jordan on more than one occasion. Fast forward to Thanksgiving. It was my first experience meeting Eva or even speaking to her. When I initially met her, she was cordial. She shook my hand and went out to the garage where we normally gathered during family events. I followed after putting our things in the bedroom. I wanted to form my own opinion of her, but still kept the events from that day in the back of my mind. I was probably one of the only ones that thought that what had happened was not an accident. During that night, not once was Olivia mentioned until Eva had quite a few drinks and she was reminiscing about her daughter. She had brought up a couple things regarding that day. She had mentioned to me that she found Olivia sitting up in the pack and play with her arm above her head and her back to the mesh siding. I found this odd because she had also mentioned that she was warm to the touch. So if she had been sitting up, I would have thought her arm would have fallen to her side. I couldn't stop thinking about that moment and the detail that she had given me. She kept saying that she had fallen out of the pack and play, but if she had fallen, how did she find her in the pack and play? It just didn't sit right with me, and I kept playing that over and over in my head. Another time I was around her for more than five minutes was Christmas. That was a bigger get-together with more family, and most of them didn't even know what had happened yet. 
Eva seemed to always seek attention and she almost instantly started talking about the day that Olivia died and I didn't feel it was the right time or place to have that conversation, so I kind of shut the conversation down. We do a white elephant gift exchange every year, so we were downstairs getting ready to start. I was holding my then three-month-old trying to get him to go to sleep when I overheard Eva telling Jordan she wanted to hold him. Jordan turned to me and said, if you don't mind, Eva would like to hold your baby. I did not feel comfortable with her even being around my kids, and I nicely told Jordan, no, he's about to go to sleep and I'm going to go put him down. I felt a little bad telling Jordan no, but I did not feel comfortable with her holding him. Later on in the evening, we had the baby sleeping in Jason's grandpa's room. Eva mentioned that she had to use the restroom and I needed to check on the baby, so I followed behind her. She mentioned she could check on him for me, and I instantly told her, oh no, it's okay, I've got it trying to play it off so she didn't know I didn't trust her, but also to not cause a riff on a night we were hanging out with family. Jordan at one point had to move down to Arkansas while he was awaiting trial, and Eva was living here with their son Trip. They were living with and being provided for by Deb and Deb's elderly father, who we all called Grandpa. Eva was out smoking a cigarette in the garage and left Trip on the bed on top of a pile of towels and blankets. Deb was typing in her office and Grandpa was out in the living room watching TV when they both heard a loud thud coming from the bedroom. Deb rushed in and saw Grandpa picking Trip up off the floor. He had just missed hitting the dresser by a few inches. Now we all know that stuff like this can happen where a baby falls off a couch or a bed. However, this was the third time that this had happened. You would think after it happening once that you would take extra measures to make sure that it wouldn't happen again. And this was her third child. There were many things Eva did, or should I say lack thereof, in taking care of her child while here in Michigan, so much that I took it upon myself to call Child Protective Services one day. I spoke to the gentleman on the phone about the time Trip fell off the bed, the time that I found out she had been taking 7 to 12 Benadryl a day while pregnant with him, and many other things, including the death of her two-year-old daughter, all in the result of nothing being done on CPS's part because, and let me quote him, she had help. And we assumed by help that they meant Deb and Grandpa. Now, I try to say these things in an unbiased way, but I would just like for you to get a side of Eva coming from someone that is only married into the family and not blood relation to the man that was falsely accused of murdering a two-year-old. In my opinion, with things that have been said over time about or even from the mouth of Eva and things that she has done, there have been many red flags. And just based off my experience with her alone, I feel she is 100% responsible for killing her own daughter. Now, whether or not anything will come of me telling you my story, well, that's your decision. But I hope that one day, sooner than later, justice will be served.